As I started to prepare for a message this morning, I had in my mind things that I feel Unitarian Universalists hold sacred. That things that we have in, uh, in common. But I decided I would go to some resources that might have uh, a good bit of credibility, like the UUA website, the Unitarian Universalist Association, which is uh, the Association of Congregations, our overarching organization, like in other traditions would be called a denomination. Um, but on the website for the UUA, you can find a page titled Unitarian Universalist Views of the Sacred. So I went there. And I would like to share some excerpts from, the, from that page, if I might. The first comes from the editor of the page named Paul Razor. He writes, Sacredness is a quality we attribute to a dimension of our lives we perceive as worthy of the highest respect and reverence. The sacred draws us out of ourselves. It's a vehicle through which we may experience ourselves in deeper relation with the divine. <coughs> to hold something sacred is to name it as holy. Whether perceived as an inner orientation or an outward response, the sacred is a dimension of human experience that opens us to the deeper connectedness that is always present. The second offering came from uh, Abhi Janamachi, who offered, the sacred is present and available to us wherever we look or are willing to find it. The sacred and the secular are two aspects of the same reality. God speaks to all of us all the time in that still, small voice. But because that is not the timber we are expecting, we habitually ignore it. Our self-imposed blindness mars our experience of it. The sacred is connection to oneself, to one's faith, world, universe, cosmos, and God, we experience this sense of connectedness by leading a life of awareness and extending loving attention to the most minute particulars of our lives and our relationships. The third is from Judith Meyer. This is not all that each of them wrote. I'm actually pulling segments. Um, the third is Judith Meyer, who begins with the Ralph Emerson quote, Nothing is at last sacred but the integrity of your own mind. She goes on to add, at the same time, Unitarian Universalists realize that attitudes about the sacred are not entirely private. There is always a social aspect to them. It's not enough to care only about what I hold to be sacred. The sacred is something we share, a bond that is varied 
in its expression, but fundamental to our humanity. Then comes James Ishmael Ford, who chooses to include Meister Eckhart's words that the eye through which I see God is the same eye through which God sees me. My eye and God's eye are one. My eye and God's are one eye, one seeing, one knowing, one love. Our senses perceive, he goes on to say, our senses perceive the parts of the world. If this particular knowing is simultaneously informed by a great sense of unity, it opens the possibility of divine knowing of the sacred. This particular knowing and acting from this knowing is our great, our great calling. And the final entry was from Elizabeth Lerner, who said, Beauty, when it is not contrived, indeed seems a quality of truth. And real truths, even harsh ones, have the beauty of their realness. Beauty and truth are sacred because of the meaning and ultimacy that they point to. Rituals are the same. While important, they're not sacred in themselves. The occasions they celebrate are sacred. Religious commitments, lifelong covenants, and the impulse of the human soul towards the transcendent divine. What is true? What is beautiful and good? Music the fragile interrelationship of every living thing. Trying our hearts, no, tying our hearts to one another. Though we know death will be part. Poetry, the impulse towards self-sacrifice and the greater good. Commitment to justice. The Unitarian Universalist understanding that revelation is continuous and beyond mere human abilities to define or create. And so much in nature. While as a tradition for centuries we've held individualism and the individual as so, so important and sacred. We have, over time, come to understand that that rugged individualism often stands in our way of living the values that we collectively affirm and covenant to. Covenants become a particularly big word in this movement. What covenant demands of us is even when it's broken, we come back and stay at the table. 
Over and over and over again, we forgive each other and we call each other back into covenant. No human is perfect. No organization is perfect. So, covenant is freely chosen and life-sustaining interdependence. And those are more words from Rebecca Parker. Uh, in response to this congregation, the board president and I are engaged in some leadership uh, intensives for which there is a great deal of homework, probably right around 30 hours, but we got to do the first half of it in small groups here at the church, just preparing for uh, a, several days that we will be at an intensive in Virginia. Um, we, at, the second half of the training, which we did not do in those groups, focuses almost entirely on covenant and the interplay of members. Um, and I will submit that covenant is indeed one thing that Unitarian Universalists hold as quite sacred. Now, in our unison affirmation, we end with, thus do we covenant with each other. We are making a pledge to live those values. We are every week promising one another to do our best. One of the uh, Unitarian Universalist Southern Region leadership facilitators instructs us it's crucial that we too re realize that we're in covenant with something much greater than ourselves. The love that holds us all, higher power, the ground of being, however we want to name it, that which is ineffable, that binds us together. You can't be in covenant alone with your tradition. I believe that's crucial, this is continuing what they said, I believe that's crucial to our role as religious leaders in congregations living in covenantal relationship with one another. Staying in covenant requires that we stay at the table. These people teach us that covenant is the embodiment of our faith, forgiving over and over again, inviting one another back into covenant to restorative and gentle path rather than punitive or hurtful responses to things. We're asked to hear in new ways and listen to each listen each other into existence. But that was a really interesting thought. Our lessons have also instructed um, that relationship is the sandpaper that wears away our resistance to change. And we know that life is change. Um, it smooths the way for the sacred even as it rubs us raw. 
repeatedly, continually relating meaningfully to one another is the holy abrasion. In this regard, we must never be complacent. Now, from the materials in the course, we learn that the mission, the mission of the church is the more, has moral ownership of the congregation, not the members. On the final day of our 2016 national gathering, the uh, General Assembly, which is annual, and thousands of Unitarians come together. Reverend Nancy McDonald Ladd with a 180-person choir behind her that was absolutely fabulous, um, was standing before thousands of Unitarian Universalists and, and she began to deliver an incredibly moving message. I am not doing any piece of it justice. But I wanted to lift up something she said that's not necessarily easy to hear. She said, the world does not need another group of left-leaning, like-minded liberals hanging out together and arguing who gets to leave. It does not need more people concerned with getting what they want, while others are straining simply to survive. She says the world does not need us arguing over the color of paint in the bathroom. Or who is a humanist or a theist? Or whether we should even be meeting here together, whether we can get along. She calls those fake fights that keep us from the real work of beloved community and being agents of loving, compassionate healing in this world. I'm pretty distractible. Uh, staying on task is, I can also get eaten up with something. <laughs> so um, I'm either lost in it and lose track of other things I'm supposed to be doing, or I'm so distractible that I can't keep track of what I'm supposed to be doing. But what do we believe in? To what larger love, to what people, principles, values, and dreams shall we be committed? To whom and to what are we accountable? In a tradition so deeply steeped in individualism, it becomes a spiritual practice for each of us to ask those questions. Not once and for all, but again and again, even over a hundred years of living. 